Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking about to Jay Lycargo about his series, The Bastard Son and the Devil himself on Netflix. And I wanted to start by asking you a little bit about the audition process, because this was very early on in, in the pandemic. And so I think everything for you was self-taping and remote, um, but it sounds like it was quite extensive. It was a good couple of months of auditions and going back and forth and, and coming back in. And so as you go through that that process of, of callbacks and, and coming in with different versions of, of a performance for the same character where you've got sides um how did that kind of start to build a foundation of how you really viewed and saw this character and and things that you were already finding in your performance that then came in to be really helpful once you landed the role yeah the um so the audition period was uh two months in 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 total and I remember at the beginning it was just a scene between Nathan and Celia uh Celia's uh basically the the teacher that teaches me to uh become a badass and uh can fight and um I'm the dynamic is I'm like the little weasel in class and uh yeah I, I that was the first scene the first round of it and then after that uh it was a lot of chemistry reads um I think it was actually by the third round actually and I found out that I was favourite for it. I remember Cole McCarthy, who did the first four episodes of Bastard Son, he actually called me, and this was the first time this ever happened. Like, he was like, yeah, man, you're the favourite. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, cool. I, I, I feel like you're supposed to be more discreet than that. But he just kind of gave me that that confidence. And he was like, yeah, you and this girl. And then um, I was like, okay, cool. So then from there... I did a chemistry read with the girl and um, she didn't get it, but I remember they wanted me to do another round where Netflix didn't believe that I was an angry man uh, because Nathan Byrne is a very, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a teenager. So he's like very emotional. So I uh, had to do this scene where I was really angry. Uh, I'd done all the, uh, the funniness and all that, all the funny, um, and then, uh, yeah, after that, I got the role and uh, I had to do another chemistry read with Nadia Parks, who plays Annalise, right after that. Um, but I already had it. So it was it was quite nice. And then, yeah, she was sick. She was amazing. Um, and then from there, I, I guess, great in the character. I mean, we were kind of fortunate because we were able to rehearse with the director, Com. So uh, I remember I was on Titan season three and I only had one week to for prep, really. And then we were just going straight in. Um, actually, no, it was, a, it was a few weeks, but it was I definitely wanted to have more time with the script for myself, selfishly, because after that, it was just going to be with just everyone. And I felt like very ill prepared. And then, um, but it was really helpful because we went into rehearsals. It was my first rehearsals that I'd done for um, a TV film um, thing. Um, and it's it's really helpful before I really liked the kind of impulses and the present moment of like on the day and, and being with the characters. But actually uh, this was great because it, it gave me time to get on with uh, and meet uh, the other cast members and then also just chill with calm so yeah we were able to to create the characters from there and um yeah and then I kept myself away from the books um because Barca Sun's 
based off Half Bad by Sally Green. And uh, I decided to stay away from that uh, just because I knew Joe, the writer for Barca's Son, was going to do his own thing. Uh, so a lot of it was just looking online and seeing why people love Nathan Byrne and also just his attributes. And yeah, and it, from there it was just, yeah, just growing, really. That's amazing. And, and you bring up a great point as well in that in the at the end of the day, he's a teenager. It's like mm. if you take away all the elements of being a blood witch and, and everything that comes with that, at the same time, he's someone who's trying to figure out his sense of identity in the world and going through all the awkwardness of being a teenager, not knowing how to express certain things, antagonizing his sister, finding romantic interludes embarrassing at the beginning. Um, you know, and so how did you want to play this character in a way that was making sure that it was outside of all the the fantastical elements of the show, we were still also just honoring this this very traditional journey of what it's like to be a teenager and be at that real precipice of coming of age for him. Mm. I I think the main thing was just I wanted Nathan to feel as real as possible. And I think that's what we're always trying to achieve as actors, is that you just want to make a character that you'd meet down the road or that you'd have, um, it'd be a friend that you remember from high school. I think that's what was was really kind of the building blocks because I knew Nathan was this teenager that was really isolated. But also I think what's nice is that the writing gave me the permission to be lighthearted and be fun. Like I remember like yesterday, I'm 24 now, but I just remember so many memories from high school, uh, traumatically and <laughs> hilariously. Um, so I think you kind of just take a lot from those memories and also for me, I mean, there's a huge reassurance in being cast, you know, you just have to look at what you've done in your tapes. And I, uh, I just know I, I'm just quite light on my feet. I'm still a child. That's, that's it. And um, I feel like that just really helps. And yeah, I, I guess the, the teenage years, a lot of it is still, um, fond memories so I kind of just work from there I love that and you know for for Nathan he's someone who spent his entire life growing up and being told who he is and who he's going to become and and people fearing that and not being able to share that with anyone around him and so mm. what did you view the impact that that was going to have on on how you wanted to play him and how you found him as a character of what it's like to grow up in that way with the whole world projecting on you I knew that mentally it was just going to be very lonely at times. I know that on set I would find myself, you, you sometimes you get caught in uh, the environment of the set and everyone's trying to have a laugh and it's great. I, I, love, I love that cast and I love that crew. It's just important to remember that you're playing this character that is really vulnerable as well. So I think what helped me was just kind of going away sometimes from the cast and um just putting music in and getting into that that energy but also it's just nice because I think with film and tv you just got so many takes and I just I know everyone respected um everyone's kind of development of character and I know that I was in these scenes and you know 
and um, Annalise and Gabrielle, you know, uh, Nadia and Emilian, they were just, they would let me do my thing. And then uh, from there, I mean, sometimes it was really tense and um, intense or, you know, really emotional. But I think for all of us, we just kind of kept in our own bubbles if we needed to. And it's just important to respect that. Yeah. And because he's he's grown up in that way where he has this huge part of himself that he can't share with a lot of people around him. Mm-hmm. And it's been difficult to to have close relationships because of that. And then even the fact that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have his parents. He lost his mom very young. His dad's mm-hmm. not around. And there's all the folklore that comes with his dad as well. It's really beautiful to watch this journey of him then establishing these relationships and finding this connection with other people who feel a little bit outside of the rest of society and the world. Um, and so how did you want to find this dynamic with the other characters where, you know, with Annalise and with with Gabriel, where it's this very kind of like slow, gradual build of trust between them and really seeing this kinetic idea of, OK, you understand this experience that I've had that nobody else has ever understood before. Yeah, it felt really natural. I, I think going back is in those rehearsals right at the beginning of the process. It was just the chemistry that me and Nadia had that made it really safe for the characters. Um, we just had so much fun and it was amazing at that time. And it's so funny because in the present moment, in real life, it kind of like slowly as I started to meet um, Emilian, who plays Gabrielle, it's almost like, I had that romance start to to pop up like I moved from Croydon to Paddington where we were staying so then we ended up in the same hotel and so like we just started to bond there and I remember we then had Rashna Suri come in on episode five and six and she gave us this exercise of after Scotland for Nathan Byrne and we would have to write diary entries. So when I when Nathan Burns in the cage, what is he thinking? What is it? And all of it was really depressing and devastating. Um, and then you had Nadia do the same exercise as Annalise. And she was like, what is my favourite Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> it's like, they're just like so different. <laughs> And that was the thing of like, okay, five and six, I'm going in as now the the ships are, are starting to part because we're in very different mindsets and we've been through two very different experiences. And then there was another exercise where Rashna, um, what Rashna did, where Nadia playing as Annalise and me playing as Nathan spoke about the the war between the blood witches and the fairborn witches and how i don't nathan doesn't trust soul and it was really hard to get through to her because it's her father so she just didn't understand and then we did the same exercise with Emilian, who plays gabrielle a person that is very traumatized by also not having his parents and is a blood witch so he 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 totally understands where Nathan's coming from and we found that it was and it, it it was so relieving because we had been in on this journey with the show and the four episodes meeting Gabrielle staying with Nadia that's uh, uh, Annalise that was what was normal but then to all of a sudden do this exercise Rashna Siri great by the way because I was like oh, I don't want to why are we doing this I just want to rehearse the scenes but 
it was great. Like it really needed it because it really did show the shift of dynamic. And um, yeah, it was great. And when he meets Gabrielle as well, it's it's kind of he's spent his whole life being told, oh, this is what a blood witch is. And then he meets this guy who's just very lackadaisical in this very lit up room in his underwear and in a robe. And it's it's so different to what he's been having built up in his mind his entire life and being told that he is and is going to turn into as well. Um, And so what was the shift that you saw in Nathan when he has that experience of meeting him and seeing, oh, maybe what's been projected onto me isn't all necessarily true? Yeah, it's just don't listen to everyone's opinions. I mean, I love that Gabrielle apartment scene in episode three because you see him in those boxes and that bathrobe and Nathan realises he's not oh he's not this violent blood witch because nathan knows he's a blood witch but all that nathan knows is the myth of what a blood witch they're violent they're rebellious they're impulsive they're scary but then he just sees this guy and um actually very quickly grows fond of him so it was it was very natural to to be in that situation because i think as a kid as well, Nathan is so scared. I mean, even before he hears those heartbeats, right, in episode one, he just thinks he's going to be this, this monster. And then very quickly he realises that everything is not as it seems. And the first time that that he engages in, in violence, he's so distraught with himself because it's not who he has seen him. It's not the relationship that he has with the world. You know, we've seen him be antagonized before and just kind of close off and become more introverted in that moment. Um, But then there are moments where that ability to step into that space of anger and to allow that to the surface is also an attribute to him. And so how did you want to shape that changing relationship that he has from immediately just fear of himself and feeling very disconnected to what he's seeing his actions Mm -hmm. as to someone that starts to really understand how to utilize it in the right way in certain situations? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all a part of the journey. I think it was really important that when we had the scenes of him in school and the scenes of him at the Halloween party, we really want to see this innocent kid. Why is everyone so scared of him? I mean, one of the first frames of the show is when Celia picks up a young Nathan and it says, kill it. So I think it was important to show at the beginning, he's a teenager. It's just, it's just a normal world. I really wanted to establish that like, there's kids over there playing football and I'm sitting on the bench and Elise is eating a packet of crisps. That was the main thing. And at the beginning, I mean, first of all, it wouldn't be exciting if he just already knew how to control his anger. Um, but more so that, I, I, yeah, I think it is just, it's really interesting to see him at the beginning of someone that is so intimidated by himself and it's it's it creates this fear that oh my god I'm the person that I never wanted to be um and then from there it's just it's the journey and he meets people that teach him that it's okay to um to be angry sometimes you know as long as you can control it and um I think yeah by the end he really does learn how to that's the thing though because saying that I feel like if there was another season I'd be really excited to know 
if he still doesn't know how to. Because I think by the end of the show, you do see a character that is more in control of it. But I think there's definitely a place that he could lose it again. So I think he's still ongoing trying to find that out. And I think what would be... Wait, are we allowed to spoil it? I mean, it's done, right? Like I can kind of yeah, yeah, we, we, we can jump into spoilers. <laughs> but I guess the thing is, is that the last frame of him trying to decide if, is, if he eats this heart, he's, be- he's going to become one of the most, or if not the most powerful witch in the world. And that will come with its own challenges. Maybe he's it goes back to default and all of a sudden he's, he goes out of control. So... You, you don't really know, but I think what's nice is that he's definitely in a very different place to when he was a teenager with a short tie in school. <laughs> and and by the end of the show as well, you know, he's, he's quite an introverted character a lot of the time and really mm. just holding a lot inside of himself because, again, going back to that thing where he just hasn't had people around him that he can share things with, even his own sister is, you know, completely despicable towards him and really, really genuinely hates him in a lot of ways, which is so yeah. heartbreaking to watch. Um, but I feel like he he finds more comfort with expressing himself, you know, even at the end when he he's pretty certain he's going to die at a certain point and he's, he feels completely comfortable saying, I love you to Gabrielle and Annalise. He's like, I really, really love you. And is is like wants to express how important they are to him and that wouldn't have happened at the beginning of the show but there are a lot of these kind of like reflective moments and moments where we just kind of see him internally processing a lot throughout the show Um, and so how did you find those moments of character which are very much between the lines of the dialogue and the scripts yeah man I mean that's just the power of Joe Barton I mean I totally noticed that as well I remember seeing episodes seven and eight and I saw, I saw, I I just said to Joe, I was like, wait, Nathan has a speech? Like, what? Like, he would never have this. Like, in the first four episodes, I'm just there like, hmm? And Amelia and Gabrielle, he's like, you don't talk that much. That's going to work for the journey. And then in episode eight, he's just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's just like, he really just builds this confidence that is really great. But I loved it. I really did. Um, you know, I prefer scenes where I don't talk. <laughs> but I also, yeah, man, I, I, I thought it was just really great. And it, it was really nice where he finds that confidence because I loved it that I could just talk to Gabrielle about Lord of the Rings. You know, that was, it was so nice because at the beginning that, there was no hope for the boy like you thought he's just going to be stuck like this forever you know the amount of tweets that I've been getting from the show just like why does he keep getting beaten up but I'm like I know but it's gonna be okay um but yeah no it's it's really natural and it's it's also like this great idea of um what you hope a teenager can be after high school because I think that's another thing going back to thinking about high school it's like I was so insecure in, I was so insecure in high school. I never really wanted to talk up in front of people, um, you know, and if I did, because I was like a kind of class clown person, I, um, they would always kind of put me down on my answer. So it's quite, that's quite similar because it's a relief because I'm still working with those things where, you know, I want to find confidence in my own opinion, but it's the same with Nathan. It's like, and the same with me it's like in high school I was kind of worried of if I I wouldn't come across as articulate or whatever and then 
now I'm at a place where I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm all right. I, I think now I actually have a voice because I've got all these amazing people around me that are giving me the confidence to have a voice. And that's that's beautiful. And Nathan has that. It's really nice. I also think that without the, the relationships that he has with, with Gabrielle and Elise, that he wouldn't have had the exchange that he has with his father in that that final episode, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I love that that is so different from there's this there's this monumental buildup of what it's going to be, this confrontational moment. And then it's so different to see the two of them sit there and have a real conversation. Yeah. Um, and so what was the dynamic for you in, in going into a scene like that? And again, just with that idea of everything that you'd been building with him, learning to have more of a voice and learning to be more expressive. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, no. So what my main thing was is that I knew Nathan in that scene would just want to listen to his dad that that's what it was he he needed these answers and he wants to know what is true and and what is not and um I just remember going into that scene and thinking just look at him I don't even want to break eye contact with him because he's been a myth for Nathan for his whole life and no idea so I had this thing that I was thinking going Nathan wants to take all of his dad in he wants to see his eyes he wants to see the eyebrows his lips his head he wants to see everything so that was my main focus but also as um an actor and director relationship Debs was incredible because I didn't know what to expect from that scene I taped doing that scene and in that tape I was just intensely looking at my eye line and you know I'm angry please give me the part but as I got as soon as I got into that scene, I didn't know what to expect. But Debs went, just take your time, you know, give give yourself. I think it's really important for an actor. You need to try and give yourself permissions to really play and just take your time through lines. But um, sometimes you don't and you forget. And that's why the director's there. Take your time. And David, Jesse, I mean, who plays Marcus Edge, came in. And that was his first day of filming, arguably the most important scene of the show and just smashes it. You know, he was incredible. So playful, so playful. And um, I think the scene really ended up in the first draft. It was like nine to ten minutes long. So it was really long because we just took our time. <laughs> and the, the producers probably didn't like that. They were like, God, this, this has cost us money. <laughs> but um yeah I mean it was amazing it really was I can't talk about that scene enough because it was my favorite day on set as an actor because I just saw an experienced actor um do do what he does and it was it was it was really great and um yeah you know I'm just thinking because I just I'm trying to think what else was so great about that scene I think as well we just really trusted each other that was that was what was great is that I really could be in that scene with him and I felt so safe because sometimes in scenes you just don't feel safe and you kind of have to work yourself up to get there. But if you've got a great scene partner, you know, in Nadia Parks, in Amelia Beckman's or David Jesse, you're going to be in a really good place. And um, it was so rewarding. And I've watched that scene and I'm so happy because you just don't know what Nathan's going to do. And um, which is different to the books, because I've I've read the books now and just seeing you kind of know that Nathan just wants 
his dad's approval. Um, but in this version, it's really nice to to see the mystery of what can happen. What is the dad going to do? What's Nathan going to do? You don't really know. And, and going back as well to something that you were mentioning before about also that that experience and journey for you and in, in finding a bit more of your voice because I've I've heard you in talking about the experience of working on this show say mm. that one of the things that it really helped you with is feeling very comfortable and, and more confident in having your own voice and voicing mm. opinions and asking questions on set which you know is is so much a part of the collaboration as well and, and working with you know each of the directors that came into the show and so what was that trajectory for you? If you go back to when you first came on set on day one and then you look at your final day in wrapping and how you just started to feel more confident in yourself and would have more of those conversations. Yeah, you know, I, Colm was the first director I worked with on Bastard Son and we just got on straight away. So even with rehearsals, I just felt really safe because Colm, I've never said this to Colm, but he was the first I feel like when I think about it, that he was the first director that just really got me, really understood me and what we were going for. And, you know, also he's just a goof and a weirdo as well. So that really helped. So going in on that first day, I mean, and also like, and I hope this doesn't come across as arrogance, but you know, you're the lead of the show. So you can just have that. And the reason I say that is because I, I was doing guest star roles. I know what that's like. I know what that's like, that you're only in for two weeks and you're in and out. So the director hasn't necessarily got the time for you in a sense. You know, when, when it comes to your scene, you can talk about it, but you're not going to, you're not in a place where you can really talk about it. You kind of have to come in with your choices and they'll probably be okay with it anyway, because it's actually more about the supporting role, the lead that you're in you're in that scene with because they've got such a bigger story and picture for them so you're kind of a piece of a puzzle when you come onto a show that you know that you're one of the leads you are just going to be treated with a bit more attention that's that's just what it is um and yeah at the beginning of the show I felt like I was really I I thought that I I was I was confident and then I think what I found confidence in was working and collaborating with all the other um crew members so with uh you know the camera operators and the sound they're really important i mean especially the camera operators before um bastard sun i don't think like i talked to them obviously but just like joking about but with like a scene there's a whole other craft to technical acting you know, you can be impulsive and you can be present and that's great. But let's make sure the audience really see your eyes. And I think that's the thing. It's like this job gave me the confidence to just sometimes, uh, you know, episode seven, eight. I remember there's this bit where the camera's here. And I said to Joe before, I was like, Joe, I'm, I'm going to do a, a thing where I dot my eyes really slowly to build the tension. And I wouldn't have done that before. I wouldn't even thought of that before. But you get enough days on set that you um you feel pretty experienced. You you like to think so anyway. Um, so I found a whole new communication with a lot more people because I didn't know that but I had to learn that on set. 
That's amazing. And I, I love that that's what this experience of working on this show has been. And congratulations on everything with the series and really, really appreciate you talking about it. Thank you so much, Jay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mara.